and Isabel and Ava, our daughter, sitting at the table beneath the bull's head on the south wall, a pitcher of ice water between them. Ava's hair was shoulder length and chestnut brown, like her mother's, and she looked, despite my northern complexion, every bit the Spaniard. When she turned and saw me at the far end of the room, she got up and met me between tables, throwing herself into my arms. I gave her a spin and a hug. How was your flight, Daddy? How was Ireland? It was good, I said, slipping out from under a shoulder strap. I handed her the lighter of two carry-on bags, the one loaded with presents. You're looking great. How's Mom? She okay? She's fine, she said, then led me by the hand to where Isabel sat, wearing a smile I wasn't quite able to pin down. Good to see you, I said, stooping to kiss both cheeks. I didn't recognize the dress she was wearing that night. It was a green and white summary number that showed those great arms of hers, shaped and tanned at the tail end of an active and outdoorsy season. We'd been separated for more than a year now, and the fact that she had a man in her life was old news. Through a family friend named Jose, whom I'd known since my earliest days in Madrid, I'd heard more about him than I needed to know. For instance, that he was a constitutional lawyer in the Spanish Supreme Court and, at forty-two, the youngest justice in the history of the institution. He owned a house in Ibiza, as well as the flat in Paris I'd visited the previous Christmas. As far as I knew, he had no kids and lived the kind of life that stressed-out parents like to dream about. The waiter appeared, helped me with my seat, and left us with three leather-bound menus. Isabel was sitting directly across from me, Ava to my right. "'Are you feeling okay?' Isabel said. "'You look worried.' "'Just glad to be back,' I told her. "'No problem.' We usually spoke Spanish when the three of us were together, but for some reason we spoke English that night. "'You know Dad always looks tired anyway,' Ava said, opening her menu. "'It's all that thinking he does. Right, Dad?' "'There you go,' I said. "'Nail on the head.' "'I hope no one drops dead at my party,' Ava said. "'The heat's killed forty-one people in France this summer. Can you believe that?' That's horrible, I said. Mostly old people, I know. They were talking about it on the news this morning. At least it's cooler up there in the mountains, I said. We'd celebrated Ava's birthday at a friend's house in the Madrid Sierra, thirty-five minutes north of the city, for the past ten years. I'd flown into Dublin from Toronto that morning and spent the day putting out fires at the Bell Rose Academy, one of the language schools I owned and operated, before hopping a shuttle over to Madrid for the occasion. Since splitting up the previous summer, her mother and I had managed to keep the lawyering to a minimum. Now, whenever we found ourselves in the same room together, which wasn't very often, we did our best to keep the edge out of our voices. In calmer moments, we'd agreed that the success we'd have in raising our daughter would rise or fall in direct relation to the number of conflicting issues we chose to leave by the wayside. There just weren't enough hours in the day. Choose your battles. Wasn't that the best advice you could ever give or receive?
By then, it wasn't a question of solving anything or determining who was in the wrong, as too often someone was, but managing to move forward with our dignity intact. Grandpa's going to tuck your ear off about his gardening. He's on this new thing. He's ordering papaya seeds from Brazil or something. And you? I said, leaning forward to kiss her forehead. What's up with you? I'm sure you've got a doozy waiting for me. Oh, yeah, she said, her big brown eyes glowing. Ava liked to trot out riddles and tongue twisters and brain teasers as often as she could. I decided it was her way of focusing the mind on the solvable mysteries in life rather than dwelling on the incomprehensibles, like the annoying head-scratcher that her parents' marriage presented. This one will take you at least the weekend to figure out. Hold tight, I said, grabbing two corners of the table for emphasis. Okay, here goes, she said.